Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Hi, and welcome back to the Authentic Audience Podcast. Mm, It feels so good to say that. I've been missing this. I have to say it felt good at first to be quiet, to take a break, but the last couple of weeks I've sort of been itching to get season two up and rolling. It's kind of amazing what time and space can do for the soul. So this is a solo episode. Welcome back. I hope you're having a beautiful summer considering the weird circumstances we are all currently living in. And I am grateful that you're here and I'm grateful to have you. This is a solo episode. I thought it's important to start season two with a recap of what I've been up to the past couple of months and give you a little glimpse into where we're going or where we're hoping to go (laughs) because it's changing all the time. So welcome back. We're back, baby. Ah, Well, I've been thinking about what I want to start with because it's been a pretty transformational few months. Um, Most people that I know or am in communication with are having pretty big experiences right now. Um, Nobody's just like uh, trudging along, you know, Uh, people are breaking up, um, getting engaged, getting pregnant quitting their jobs, losing their jobs, moving, selling everything. I mean, really sort of big life, transformational, deep changes are happening for me, yes, and for a lot of people that I know. So I'm sure you yourself are in the middle of a transformation of some sort. And I've been doing a lot of work around this. And I want to share. I'm going to get honest. I'm going to get real about Uh, what led to my burnout, what led to my decision to get back on antidepressants. But first, I wanted to share something with you. It is very personal, and I went back and forth uh, really deciding whether or not I was going to share this on the podcast, but when I sit with it, it feels right and it feels needed. So I have been doing a cord-cutting meditation multiple times a day, for the last couple of weeks, months now, uh, the days are really blending together, but for a while, it's become a huge part of my daily ritual. Self-care in general has become a huge part of my daily ritual, which I'm going to get into. But the thing that has made the biggest difference for me energetically is this cord cutting meditation. And I'm actually going to start this podcast by sharing it with you, by leading you through it. So 
if you're in a place where you can close your eyes and do it with me now, please do. Um, if not, please come back to it. If this is not your jam and you want to hear more about what's been going on with me, uh, mental health, business stuff, growth stuff, um, skip a forward about five minutes. But I've been called to share this with you because when I first started doing my cord cutting meditations, I couldn't find one um, that I liked. I was looking online. I asked some of my teachers for advice and I've been doing Reiki with my teacher and healer, Allison, and she talks about cord cutting and psychic surgery and we do that together. But I didn't have like this daily practice that I could do on my own. And so one day I just asked. I asked spirit, I said, please give me my cord cutting ritual. Like I need it. I know it's important to cut this energy. And just like that, it hit me and it was so beautiful and I've been doing it every single day. So I'm going to share that now. If you don't know what cord cutting is, um, we carry a lot of energy throughout our day. So we hold on to a lot. And regardless of whether it's conscious or subconscious, um, we're holding on to a lot of people's stuff that doesn't really belong to us at the end of the day. And it also um, spreads our energy or our power really thin. So the more people that have our energy, our time, our thoughts, um, we're not getting it. And a huge piece of me burning out, which I'll talk about, and all of the work that I've been doing has led to me taking my energy back, me taking my power back. And I also want to say the people that take the most of our energy are the people that we love the most. So it's not a bad thing that we're giving our energy away. I mean, I pretty much deplete my cup of energy multiple times a day, but then I refill it with this exercise. I'm getting it back. And that's what was missing before is I was giving so much energy away, so much space and just thoughts and worry and love and concern and anxiety and I wasn't getting any of it back. So I was recommended to start doing cord cutting exercises, didn't know really where to begin. Uh, finally got this amazing download that this is what the meditation should be. It's absolutely changed my life. I do this one in the bath every single day at the end of my day, bringing all of my energy back in. So, so powerful, and I'm going to share this with you now. So if you want to join me, please do. I'm sitting down. Feel free to lie down. Feel free to close your eyes wherever you are and just sort of take a deep breath and tune in. I'm going to lead you through my exact meditation that I do. So this starts with me on a beach. Um, my beach is my happy place. So if your beach is not your happy place, find your happy place. Maybe it's in the woods. Uh, maybe it's in your bed. Um, and on the beach, in this circle, is everyone that's on my mind. So everybody that I've talked to that day, the people that work for me, uh, my parents, my sister, my friends, people that have randomly gotten stuck in my mind because I've read their story on Instagram. I also want to preface this by saying I have a cancer moon, so I'm very affected by a lot of energies and people that I um, come in contact with. I really hold on to it. So conversations you've had today, conversations you've had last week, people that you're thinking about, they're all there. They're all there on my beach. 
and they're in a circle. So I'm in the middle of the circle and all of these people that I love, that I care about, that are taking up my space, taking up my energy, that I'm giving my energy to, they're all there. My business is there. My husband's there. My dog is there. Everyone. So the more specific you can get, I actually look around and there's my friends, Aaron and Alex, who just moved to Santa Cruz and they're on my mind because I spent the weekend with them. And there's my team. They're there. And uh, my other good friends are there in the circle because they have something going on with them. And I'm, you know, stressed out about that. My parents are there. I'm stressed out about their health, if they're safe, if they're okay. So all of the people that are getting my energy are there. People I've talked to this week, clients I've done strategy calls for, projects we're working on, my business. She has a whole energy of her own. And it's busy and everybody's talking. And from out stretch, if I stretch my arms out and look at my arms, there's a white light that's coming out either side of my arms. And if I turn in the circle, my light can touch everybody in the circle. That's my energy. So I'm giving it to all of these people and they can feel it and it's warm. So one by one, these people start to step out of the circle and they do it in the most loving way. I I read a quote recently that said, boundaries don't have to be this electric fence that shocks people, but it can be this warm light that surrounds you that demands that you're treated sacredly. So that's what this is. It's loving. So my parents, they wave at me and like blow me a kiss and they step out of the circle and they say, we're fine. We're healthy. We're on the boat. We're happy. Um, they tell me everything I want to hear. I don't have to stress about them. And the minute they step out of the circle, my light starts to move a little bit more vertical and less horizontal. So now it's at a little bit of a diagonal. And this happens over and over again. So my sister, she says, I'm safe on my boat. I'm happy. I'm drinking a glass of wine, watching the sunset. Wilbur's asleep at my feet. She steps out of the circle. So this goes on and on and on until my light is getting almost vertical, like it's almost up and down. It's almost all the way back in. And I have these little loving conversations with every single person, even people that are taking up my energy that I am not happy with, friends that I've had falling out with, falling outs with that are showing up in my mind, somebody that I'm annoyed with, stressed out about, somebody that hurt me in business recently, they're all there too because they still take up my space and my energy, and they step out of the circle, and they say something loving. And the last person or energy to step out of the circle is always my business. She says, you've done enough. We'll see you tomorrow kind of thing. Enough now. And as soon as that happens, my light is back, and I can feel this warmth. And I have my teachers surrounding me. So my teachers, my mentors, my gurus, past, present, and future at this point, start to like Reiki flow me, hold out their hands and sort of surround me with their light. The only energy I do not cut is my husband's because I've been told not to unless he's really stressing me out that day. Um, but I have not had to cut his energy yet. He doesn't stress me out. So he's standing next to me and he's got his own light. So my light is not touching him, but he's still there right next to me. And I've got my light back. And then I watch every single person walk farther away from my circle and literally get in the water and swim, float, boat away. I close my eyes. I open my eyes again. And it's just me. It's just me and my teachers and my guru and my healers and my angels 
putting all of their energy and love back into me and the beach is empty. And it is the most peaceful feeling if you can really have this loving cord cutting. You know, at first I was envisioning these big scissors were going to cut these energetic cords. It doesn't have to be that way. And this is the meditation that came to me. So I'm on my beach. Everyone's around me. They slowly step out. My light comes back in. I open my eyes and I'm alone on the beach. And This daily cord cutting has changed my energy, has changed me from feeling depleted. I can't tell you what this has done for me. So I wanted to start by sharing that with you because that has been the biggest change that I have made around my business, around just my energy and time and space and getting it back. And I can't recommend this enough. And if that didn't resonate with you, I recommend that you do some sort of energy clearing, cord cutting, whatever you want to call it, exercise to get rid of all of that stuff that we love, that we care about, that's important to us. But we got to have some time and energy for ourselves too. So that's where we're going to start today. I hope that was helpful. It brought me really back into my center because I did the cord cutting there as I was talking you through it. So Let's dive in a little bit more now on what's been going on with me and what led to this. So right before I recorded my last episode, taking a pause for the last eight weeks um, was around the time of George Floyd's murder, and I decided at that point it was time for me to be very quiet and give the mic, as you would say, to people that... um, are more equipped to talk about this situation than I am. I'm still learning a lot. I've been reading a lot. I've been processing a lot. I I joined Rachel Cargill's The Great Unlearn. This has been incredible. I've been having some really beautiful conversation amongst friends, amongst family, and new friends that I've made um, in the Black community. And I'm excited to see how that unfolds throughout this season on the podcast, throughout the work I'm doing. Um, and just my overall awareness, I think, uh, to what's going on outside my little bubble. Um, but before that happened, about three, two, three weeks before that happened, I hit a wall. Um, I hit a really serious wall. I had a really hurtful and I don't know how else to say it, um, personal professional. I mean, when you own your own business, it's all personal. I have people who say business isn't personal. They don't have their own business. But I had a um, situation happen and I lost a lot of money and um, a big project. And it was basically out of my control, but I took it very personally. And this situation and the way it went down led me to hit a wall in a way that I have not hit a wall before. Um, Now that I look back on it, the burnout was coming. I've been working so much for like the last thousand years now. Um, But really, since I graduated college, I have been working nonstop, sometimes 100-hour weeks um, when I was down in LA. And there's just this always needing to do better, to do more, and to prove whatever, you know insert (laughs) wound here about not feeling worthy or not being enough. So it was inevitable that I was going to hit this wall, have this crash, and basically burn out. And I thought that I had 
had burnout before. I've been tired. I've experienced fatigue. I have panic attacks on the reg. This was something more. I couldn't get out of bed. Um, I couldn't stop crying. I didn't want to open my computer. I didn't want to talk to any clients. I didn't want to launch anything. I didn't want to look at social media. I wanted to do nothing. I have not felt depression like this before. Um, This was early June. So when the Black Lives Matter movement picked up at the beginning of June, I was in a hole. Um, And that uh, it was, I mean, the suffering that was happening and the confusion and just all of the energy was so much for me. And so I decided to pause the podcast for many, many reasons and um, take a break. What I didn't say um, then was I also took a break for the entire month of June in my business. I did not work. I could not work. I could not work. And I did not have a savings really to do this within the business. You know, a a huge part of what happened with the business, with COVID happening, losing major clients um, that are brick and mortar that were closing due to COVID. I mean, it was not an ideal time to have a meltdown. Um, But life happens and I I had to pause. Thankfully, I have an amazing team. I have an amazing partner and husband. So um, they were able to keep things moving along and my clients were super understanding. I was really honest. I was letting them know I was experiencing depression, anxiety, and burnout. And um, everyone was really, really amazing. So we went to Colorado for the month of June and I was in a horrible way. I was not working and I was basically just crying, um, bike riding a lot, swimming a lot, drinking a lot, um, and hanging out with our friends and just not really wanting to do anything about it. I was having a pity party, as you would call it, and I did not want anybody to pull me out of it. So that was what was going on for most of June. What else happened in June is I fell off my bike and I got really hurt. So we were in Colorado. I went flying off my electric bike, which is my happy place. I landed on my chin. I split my chin open. I chipped my tooth. I um, ripped both of my palms open. My legs were covered in bruises and my handlebars went like into my groin and I thought I had a hernia. It was like my whole stomach was black. It was really, really bad. So I had to go to the hospital and um, they thought I had a concussion and they thought I had a hernia. Turns out I did have a hernia, but it was on the other side. Whole long story. I haven't been in the hospital in a really long time. I haven't been hurt like that. Um, in a really long time, I fell on my tailbone over winter, um, which sort of took me out for a little while. But before that, so I guess you can say it's been sort of a physical six months or so. But before that, I haven't like been in the hospital or broken a bone um, in at least a decade. And there's something really uh intense about that kind of physical pain. And it makes you very present. I mean, there's really nothing else you can think about other than this like crazy physical pain in your, that you're in. So um, it was very um, sobering being in this much pain every day. So what led me to get on antidepressants, though, was when I was in the hospital. So at this point, 
I couldn't possibly have been in any more emotional or physical pain because I was burnt out. I was incredibly depressed. Um, It felt like the world outside and inside was falling apart. I wasn't sleeping. I was having anxiety attacks. And physically, I couldn't really hold anything. My palms were like covered in blood, covered in bandages. My chin was split open. I mean, it was just a scene. It was a vibe. Um, Not cute. And so they had to do a bunch of tests. I had to get everything tested basically um, for the hernia. And then they thought I had a concussion. So I had to do a full body scan where I had to like drink that stuff and they had to scan everything to make sure I had no internal bleeding, broken bones, concussion, anything like that. And when I got the results back, every single thing was fine. And I mean my blood, like platelet levels, normal, um, this, that, and the other, normal, uh, liver function, normal, kidney function, normal, um, no concussion, no internal bleeding, none of this. And I remember in that moment realizing I need to get better because I thought that I was dying. Like to be in that amount of pain going into the scanner, I had this thought that, um, you know, I had to get hurt like this because I'm actually dying and the scan is going to find something really crazy. And when that scan came back and all the results came back normal, I realized something was going on with me and that was my mental health. Because physically, I was fine. Physically, you know, I had bruises, I had cuts, I was in physical pain. But most of the pain that was happening was in my mind. And that was a huge moment. I was lying there looking at these perfect test results, expecting to get the worst. And I decided then and there that I would get back on antidepressants because I needed to get a hold of my thoughts. And so I did. I called my doctor when I got home, um, went back on Lexapro. Oh my God, life-changing, life-changing. I can't recommend it enough, truly. Um, We have had a long conversation. I was on antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication over a decade ago. It's been a long time. I've had the tools. I've had my practice. I've had my rituals. And things just got into a way that my, you know, the burnout happened, the client drama happened. My physical body was in pain. I was just in not a good way. And um, serotonin levels are real and mental health is real. So I took care of that. And that's one of the biggest changes I've made. In addition, self-care has become a really, really big part of my daily routine and daily ritual. So I started taking daily baths. Um, This has been huge. I got advice from a psychic that I should be cleansing every day. And then from an acupuncture, she said the same thing. She said, you're still taking on a lot of energy. I need you to like soak in water and then cleanse it every day. So I take a bath and then I do a cold shower at the end of that. If I really can't take a bath, I take a really hot shower and then a cold shower or a cold plunge at the end. I can't recommend it enough. Um, I might do a post about this actually because I've created this thing called spa bath and I do it every day. I do it for clay. 
We've had a couple of friends come visit. I do it for them too. And for like under 20 bucks, I turned my bathroom into the most epic spot with incense, candles, Epsom salts, essential oils, face, uh, rose face oil spray. And it's just the most luxurious and amazing 30 minutes every day. And it's just in my bathroom. So I might even do a post on this because um, it's, really easy to do and just has the most beautiful effect. Um, I've been bike riding a lot more. I walk to the beach twice a day and I've made a lot of changes in my health as well. So I stopped drinking. Um, I'm really not drinking very much, if at all. I think I've had like maybe two glasses of wine in the last month. And I wish I could say that it hasn't made a big of a, as big as a difference as it has. Um, drinking alcohol just isn't sitting with me right now. It's also not great to do that when you're on antidepressants. So I just really wanted to get the most out of this because I don't plan on staying on them for very long. I plan on tapering off within the year. I just needed to give my body a really nice reset. So um, not drinking has made a huge difference. Morning smoothies, supplements, all of these things. My progressed moon is in Virgo. If that means anything to you, my body has become my sanctuary. And so has my business. Um, I'm back in a big way. So after June happened, we're in we're in August now. Um, I felt really excited about coming back into the business and restructuring, and that was all thanks to a really powerful session I had with Erin Weed. She is one of my greatest mentors and teachers. She saw that I was struggling and sat down with Clay and I for a three hour session where we completely outlined, restructured everything about the business, what wasn't feeling good, what's making money, what's not, what's a return, what's a good use of energy. And we came to the conclusion, the most beautiful conclusion um, of a way to restructure the business and it felt so good. Clay and I have never had somebody sit down and hold space for us in that way before. And it was one of the most beautiful experiences that I've been able to have with him as my business partner, but then also just with my business. Um, we're always reacting and there's not a lot of planning going on. And we made a five-year plan. And I came back from Colorado so rejuvenated so sore physically and so excited to restructure in this way. And so what that meant is I decided not to scale. I don't want to scale the company. I don't want to be a multimillion dollar agency. I don't want to have 20, 30, 40 employees. I want to have a small team and I want to always be a boutique agency that is super picky about the clients we serve, about the work that we do. And, um, create a really amazing referral program with all of these incredible contractors that I know, love, and trust to be able to take on some of the work that we've really been killing ourselves doing. So with the restructure of that, as well as launching some new offerings, I've launched a custom strategy session, which includes uh, research on my end. So you fill out an application. I research the hell out of you before the call. I stalk you on socials. I look at your website. I research your offerings. 
Then we have a 90-minute deep dive together, and then I deliver you a custom 30, 60, and 90-day strategy with access to my templates, tools, resources, everything. I think I've done about 10 of these. They've gone amazingly well. It's so fun to connect in this way because going back to my session with Aaron Weed, working with people one-on-one is what fuels me. I love it. I love working live with people. So I've been doing a lot of these calls. The other thing I finally launched is Marketing Fundamentals. I've been talking about that for so long. I spent the month of July launching and filling Marketing Fundamentals. 25 beautiful souls showed up. Their applications, I kid you not, had me in tears. The fact that these people found me and that I found my way into their lives is just the magic is, it's just magic is what it is. And uh, good marketing (laughs) on my part Um, because the people that I was marketing to and speaking to showed up and I have just poured my heart into this course. It's going so well. Um, We launched it. We filled it. We closed it. And we've already begun begun the program. And I'm just already totally attached (laughs) to everybody in the program. I can't wait to launch the next one. I'm really going to spend the next six months focusing on coaching and teaching and strategy, um, high-level strategy. I love working with people one-on-one to um, create whatever strategy it is that they need. That's the thing. Everyone is different. Every business is different. Every budget is different. And what people really need is A, to understand the basics of marketing so you know how to make decisions. That's what marketing fundamentals is. And B, a custom strategy. You just need a strategy and accountability. And it's just so easy. And I love the work that we're doing right now with these clients. So that all feels really good. And two months ago, if you had told me that I would have launched and sold out a course, that the podcast was coming back, that I was taking baths. I mean, I've shit on baths for as long as I can remember that I was back on antidepressants. I mean, all this stuff. I'm like watering my plants. I'm taking walks every day. I mean, if you had told me this two months ago, I would have laughed. And it's just the power of time, the power of space, the power of self-care and and antidepressants and help, asking for help. You know, um, I didn't want help for the first couple weeks. And when people were trying to help me or try and make me feel better, it was just stressing me out further. But when I was ready for it, um, I asked and it showed up and I received And that was a huge theme and something that's really hard for me, receiving that session from Erin Weed when I know how much her time and energy is worth um, was really hard, but I was in such a bad way that I just said, okay. And I just said, okay, to receiving for the last, you know, six to eight weeks. And the people that showed up for me, the people that stood by me, um, My priorities have shifted. Uh, The people I want to spend my time, energy with has shifted. And just how I want to spend my time in my life has shifted. And, And the biggest change, I would say, is this idea of simplifying. So when we get really caught up in our business as entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, and if you're like me, you're very emotionally attached to it. Um, one, it's hard to separate yourself from the business and two, the ego plays such a big role and 
And the spiritual work that I'm doing is all about simplifying. It's all about less is more. And once I got off the idea of scaling to like a million dollar agency, I'm like, what do I really need to survive? And what is the minimum I need to make every month to hit those numbers, to pay my team, to make sure we can stay alive and grow and all of that stuff? Oh my God, the amount of stress that it took off my shoulders I can't even tell you, like we just had a finance call two hours ago. We had our monthly finance call and it's the first finance meeting I've had in six months where I am not in tears, like despondent um, about finances and growth and money and budget. And it was just great. We had a great month. We hit our numbers in July. We're projected to do really well in August. All is well because I've lowered my expectations and that's a big piece just around growth in general is when you want to grow, it's great. It's great to set goals. It's great to hit them. But setting goals that you can realistically knock out of the park um, has been a big theme for me. So instead of like creating some stretch goal that would just, you know, I could kill myself and hit that goal. Like I could just work 12 hours every day if I wanted to and hit that goal. Or I can hit the goal that's easy, that still gives me a life, that still gives me time and energy to do the things I want to do and grow. It just puts everything in perspective, you know? So I think also with COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement and everything else that's been going on with those people around me that I love, my perspective has just changed and my priorities have shifted and it's had a really beautiful effect on my business. I think it's what my business has been asking of me all along. And I'm here to serve her at the end of the day. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve my clients. I'm here to serve my business and do what needs to be done. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for the time. I'm grateful for the space. I'm grateful for the rituals. I'm grateful for my teachers. I've been having a lot of Reiki sessions. I had to clear a lot. I've been carrying a lot um, forgive a lot (laughs) and, uh, heal and burnout is real. Burnout is real. And if you know what I'm talking about, that can't get out of bed, brain fog, can't look at another email, no motivation. Uh, it's really hard to push through that and it's really hard to go on that way. And so what I'm looking to do now is not go back into those old ways because even last week Clay was like, you're working really late. You're taking on a lot of stuff. Like be careful. Um, and just checking in with myself and really making sure that I'm sticking true to these self-care goals and practices that I've set up for myself because this is a recipe for success. Um, abundance and happiness around my career is one pillar of success for me, but my health, my well-being, my body, sleep, um, my relationships, my life outside of work, also really, really important pillars of my overall, you know, success and quality of life. So setting a lot of amazing boundaries, people are responding really well to these boundaries, um, you know, you set boundaries and people respond. And if they don't respond well, then they're probably not <laughs> going to stay around very long. You know, I've had, I've made a lot of shifts and had to make a lot of phone calls within my business and just talking to people. And the response has been really, really beautiful. Um, and it means I have surrounded myself with the right people. I've made really good decisions and 
sometimes your ego in business can just get the best of you. And that I think is what's happened to me, you know, over the last couple of years, I um, place such high value on growth and on my clients being happy and on hitting numbers and creating success financially, but at the expense of what um, and who. So I'm just looking at my life a lot more holistically. And in that, um, everything has sort of come back into balance and a lot simpler and a lot easier. And uh, waking up is easier. And I, um, yeah, so that's kind of it. I just sort of rambled there on what I've gone through, but I hope that that was helpful. And I always try to share as honestly as I can without dumping baggage, without venting or complaining, but sharing, like being an entrepreneur, solopreneur, working with your business partner as your husband during COVID, um, you know, it's, (laughs) it's not, um, it's not easy, but it could be. And I think that I'm finding a way to make my life easy. You know, Yana says all the time, Yana Robinson, like we live in easy world, right? And everything is easy. And I just have to say mindset and ritual and energy has been such a huge part of this. If it wasn't for me getting clear on my mindset, doing these Reiki practices, doing these cord cuttings, these psychic surgeries, these meditations, these prayers, um, cleaning has become a huge prayer for me. Every time I clean, I'm just deep, deep, deep in prayer, taking care of my home, making these little simple, simple changes. That's what's actually contributed to the success in my business because mindset is everything. I live and breathe marketing. I know how to create a successful marketing strategy. I know how to get people to sign up for something, but mindset is what's actually going to drive long-term success, happiness, abundance, and coming at it from a place of health and wellness and rest um, and self-love and value is just such a big piece of the puzzle. So these days, my life is just half strategy, half spiritual practice. And within spiritual practice, that's self-care, self-love, all of those rituals and exercises. And within strategy, it's doing a a two-and-a-half-hour finance call. It's creating strategies for my clients. It's restructuring the business, launching new webinars and offerings. And like where those two intersect is where my life (laughs) exists right now. So I'm really excited for this season of the podcast. I have some pretty epic guests lined up. Um, I had a great conversation with my producer when we decided to take a break. Um, Hopefully these guests and these next... Um, I don't know, 50 episodes or so until we take a break again, inspire you as much as they've inspired me because it that's been the hardest part of pausing this is I interviewed some of these people, you know, a little while back and I'm like, oh, but I want that podcast to air. It's so amazing. So it's going to air. You're getting to hear from some of my dream guests, my biggest inspirations, mentors, teachers, people that have just had amazingly profound effects on me, my wellness, my life, my quality of life, my business, all of the things. And I'm just so grateful to have this platform, to host these people, um, to share this space with you and to be on this journey together because it feels like we really are on this together. I've missed this. I'm happy to be back. I'm here to serve. Um, thank you for holding space. Thank you for being there. Um, 
For those of you who reached in, asked about when the podcast is coming back, checking in on how I'm doing, supporting me through my marketing fundamentals launch. I see you. I feel you. I couldn't do this without you. So thank you for being here. Welcome to season two of the Authentic Audience podcast. It's going to be a great season. So much to look forward to. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And until next time, keep growing.